0: Welcome to the PCOS Girls podcast. I'm Bridget Warren, founder of PCOS to Wellness and creator of Sisterhood and Mamahood Tees.
1: And I'm Melissa Christie, founder of PCOS Pathways and creator of the PCOS Journal.
0: And guys, we are not doctors. We are just two women with PCOS who love reading about it, talking about it, writing about it, basically just oversharing about it.
1: <laughs> so we recommend you find a health practitioner you love to support you on your journey. In the meantime, this podcast is all about how we have gone from hormonal messes to motherhood, the simple changes we've made to improve our PCOS, and the ups and the downs of living with this complex condition. Let's get into it. And welcome to the PCOS Girls Podcast. I'm Mel and I'm here with Bridge. How are you? Hello. I'm Hi. good. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good. Really, really good. I'm excited for today's episode. We're going to talk all about the signs that your hormones are struggling. And we're trying mm. to do like maybe some, some more unusual signs. I suppose yeah. Could say. I guess like lesser known. Lesser known. Yeah.
2: Um, But before we get
1: into that, what we do want to do is just read out this beautiful review that we received on the podcast. Um, So, so sweet. We just really want to shout out you guys because you leave the nicest reviews for Mm -hmm. us and we always send them to each other and just gush about it. But we thought we'd just do a shout out on here as well. So this person is Bianca Marie from Australia. Hi, Bianca. Thank you so much for this. Um, It says, Fave podcast, five stars. Oh, uh, <laughs> good start. <laughs> um, says, I'm so grateful for this podcast. I've learned so much through it and it really has equipped me with so many achievable ways to uh, to better my health. Aww. Aww. Um, a PCOS diagnosis is quite overwhelming as there's so much info to to digest and so little explained or known by GPs. Mel and Bridget break everything down in a very accessible yet comprehensive way they make learning about PCOS interesting and insightful rather than it feeling like a drag or a burden. They never preach your judgmental in the way they provide advice either, e.g. claiming one approach is better or best for all. Unlike some others in the space. Oh, okay. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> controversial. Spicy. Um, okay. Um, their focus on foods you can add to your diet rather than only focusing on what you shouldn't eat has been especially transformative for me. That's really
2: oh, cool. Oh, that's, so yeah. <laughs> nice
1: to hear. Um, she also said, I also really appreciate the guests they have. They make an effort to seek out diverse perspectives and approaches so you can find one or multiple that resonate with you.
2: Ah. Uh, this is is this like a fake review?
1: <laughs> I, I know. I was like, oh, that this sounds like very, almost salesy.
2: <laughs> that is um, so amazing. Oh, really I'm like nice. actually a little bit teary after hearing uh, that. I just feel <laughs> like that is why we do this podcast. Mm-hmm. It really yeah. is. We still don't make any money from this podcast. Like it is literally, w- we do it because we love it. We actually could go and make this like a much more, I guess, like sponsored podcast and all But we, we've kind of chosen not to do that because we just love being able to bring to you guys exactly what you said, kind of like, I, I guess a really different array of views and perspectives and honest talks and chats. And, oh, my God, I just freaking love Bianca. So yeah. Bianca. You, you are allowed to come to my house anytime you want, and we're going to have a hangout. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so nice. Ah, it's so it? so nice. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, I really appreciate hearing those. Mel, you are so good at finding them as well. So, <laughs> hats well, yeah, off to they you. get emailed to us. So, <laughs> it's just so like, pretty Ooh. easy. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. I really do appreciate those. They definitely motivate me to keep going, and yeah, me just too. like knowing that we are helping. And we always says if we help one person, like mm-hmm. it's worth it.
1: Yeah, hearing that it's had any kind of impact on someone's life is like wow. Okay, wow, amazing. Doing what we should be doing—that's really nice.
2: <laughs> oh, keep them coming. Nice. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, how's
1: your week been?
2: What's been going on? Good, good, good. Um, actually, well, my back's really hurting today. I don't, oh, <laughs> don't know what—it's been hurting the last couple of days my lower back and I'm just like, oh man, I'm not ready for back issues again. I used to do back issues all the time. And I'm just like, I really hope this isn't like a long-term thing. So Mm -hmm. I went and had a massage yesterday, actually, which was really nice. Jesse booked me in for that. And then like had a bath last night. I definitely woke up feeling a bit better. But you know, when I, even as I'm sitting here, like it's a little bit niggly and I'm like, I really hope that you are just like a very short-term niggle and you go away soon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I'm just like, from someone who's had chronic back issues. It's just hell. <laughs> it is. It
1: can be so debilitating. I've also had that like, since I was about 16, I think. Yeah.
2: Oh, Do you know, gosh. someone
1: once told me that it was from horse riding.
2: Yeah. So I have also be, been told yeah. that many times by my yeah. physios and chiros and all the people. Mm-hmm. And they've also said as well, because of the shape of my back, Like, I've got a very sway back. Um, and so when you combine that with horse riding and like the constant impact on my lower back, that's Mm -hmm. what they reckon was what caused me to like slip discs and stuff like that. So it's actually interesting because once I stopped horse riding, I had almost instant, like it was like gone basically. Oh, right. Um, and so I haven't really horse ridden for a couple of years now. Mm -hmm. Um, but yes, and I'm like, why are you coming back? But I think it's because Will is so freaking heavy yeah i really you, think that's always what it hold is on our hip. always and, hold her on my hip always on the yeah. same hip i for some reason can't hold her on my other hip i don't know yeah. why it's like some weird malfunction with my body <laughs> um and no, so, i think
1: everyone has that and you would hold are you right-handed yeah do you know about this do you hold right. her on your left hip right with um, your left arm
2: i trying to think where i hold it no, i think i hold her on my right oh god okay. I think I hold it with my right arm. No, oh, I must really? hold it with no, I must hold it with my left and then I can still yeah. use my right arm. Yeah. That's yeah. right.
1: That's what yeah. we do. We hold with the left so we can
2: protect with the right. Yeah, right. So I can protect <laughs> juice. <Jews>, okay. <Yeah. laughs> I
1: mean, like, that's like what's built into yeah, us. Yeah, that's like, the primal. primal. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: That's so interesting. <laughs> but really, it's so that we can just like make them another snack with our right yeah. hand. Like, like all really bitch that's over so here. To
2: <laughs> totally. <Yeah>. Anyway. <laughs> What that's my I mean, otherwise I'm um, great, guys. But how are you? <laughs>
1: I'm great as well. Feeling very, very good. I've had an incredible couple of weeks. I mean, I've started all this new treatment, which I'll talk a little bit about. I had my book launch party, oh which my God. was just it looks it so, was good. so good. I'm so sad uh, I couldn't be there. Oh, I know. It would have been great if you could have been, but we live very far away. It was
2: come move to Victoria, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I just need to at least visit. <laughs> yeah, I know, rude. <laughs> 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 Likewise. Me. Well, you know, we do to... have a beautiful area up here. You could come visit. I here could. Too. I absolutely <laughs> could. It was
2: sort of more convenient, uh, when we were both like New South Wales. I know area. Yeah. Now we're not even. But anyway, you I need will to come, come and get tropical. Yep, love <laughs> that for me. <laughs>
1: um, but no, it was an amazing night. We had like a hundred people there, and. I had to do a speech, and I yeah. ran out of time to prepare the speech, which <gasps> isn't me. I'm like very much. I love a speech. I actually like to give a speech, oh. um, but I'm always very prepared. Okay, right. <laughs> and I um I wasn't. I just had a hectic week that week. All I managed to do because I was like, okay, well, I have to wing it, and all I managed <laughs> to do was practice winging it. Um, mm. so I managed to practice three times, and it was like while driving to town to pick up Koji from school. Like it was that was all my free time. And every time, it was a minimum of 20 minutes long. Oh. I was like, this is not okay. This is too long. Like, that is too long. Like, I have the opposite problem of people. Like, I have too much to say. Yeah. Um, (laughs) If you can't tell from this podcast, (laughs) (laughs) I've been talking about health for like four years solid on here. Oh, I Um, love Anyway, so got there. Was quite overwhelmed, to be honest, with the party because there was like lots of people I knew there and the kids were still there. So...
0: But, so yeah, was, really was it people that you knew
2: or was it, like, random? Um, about maybe 30 people
1: I knew and everyone okay. else was, like, random. So what we did, we, like, partnered up with GoVida, which is, yeah. you know, like, A the health food, food shop. Yeah, so mm. we partnered with the local GoVida um, store and they, like, paid for half the event. What? And Yeah. What that? And I know. But then they were selling the book at the event. So they were, like, uh, booksellers. Yeah. Because you sell it at the event. And then what was my point? Oh yeah. So basically like they advertised it, they sent it out yeah. to people. So was, you got to like it it a, a lot of people I didn't base. know. Yeah, which was really great. Cause I I mean, obviously I didn't want to just be selling books to my friends. Family and family. friends. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, that was really cool. And yeah, I sort of like I wasn't really nervous to do the speech. Not really, except for the fact that I wasn't prepared, but I don't know. It was just like my body kept saying no. Like I just didn't want to get up. And it got to the point where quite a few people were like, "Can you like give the speech now? Like it's time. Oh. It's time." And I'm like, "Oh, Ugh. okay." <laughs> <laughs> and then um, it went so well, and like it was just really fun. And I How said long did so it go many for? things. Oh, like a good twenty. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but people were really into it, and lots of people said nice things to me, and and it began. It like turned the party. From being just like a normal party to all of these conversations being had about health and women's oh, health and menopause that's cool. and pregnancy that's really cool. loss and periods. Yeah, I love that. Periods. Yeah, it was really cool. And there were lots of mums there who bought it for their teenage daughters. Oh, so that bless. was the best feeling. Yeah, um, And like some of them saying they're going to buy it as gifts for their daughter's friends as well. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, that's what we want to do. We want to spread the word. So Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's so awesome. it was just really nice. Thank
1: you. It was just a really big celebration of periods and <laughs> everything that we go through. And um, yeah, to hear everyone talking about it was especially great.
2: Yeah, that's all. Um, cool. So
1: I'm kind of like buzzing from that. But then also I I just can't remember what I've said on the podcast versus on my Instagram. But you know how I'm going through, like I've got new practitioners for my thyroid And I got all this testing done, like really quite extensive thyroid Mm -hmm. testing, which I think I've told you on here. Mm -hmm. I got the results back and I can't remember if I've shared that on here. And now I'm also about two weeks ago, I started my whole new regimen of supplements and things. And so I think maybe that's having a bit of an impact on my mood as well. I'm not sure. Um right. I found I was deficient in so many different things. So that was really, really interesting. Like it was like low folate, low B12, low mm. vitamin D, low iron. Um, so like some real essential things there for the thyroid, like to function properly. Was that through blood tests? It was um lots of blood tests, um, also some urine tests and saliva tests as okay. well. Um, so I found that my this was an interesting one, that my cortisol was
2: low in the Whoa. morning and the afternoon,
1: which happens basically. Maybe a year ago, if you, if I'd tested it, maybe it would have been high. But basically, yeah. if you're pumping in a stressful situation for it at an extended period of time, mm. which is like the last two years of my life, mm. um, then what can happen is like your adrenals kind of begin to burn out and you start wow. to not produce as much cortisol. And so stressful situations. Uh, like you struggle to manage stress because you don't you're even not have producing any enough of the hormone that helps you with it. Mm. That's
2: do. you Have you noticed that? In I yourself? have. I've yeah, noticed right.
1: that. I've sort of been saying that all year to like Maddie. Like, I'll be feeling really good. I'll be feel like I'm parenting really well, and then like time pressure really gets me. So even mm. if it's like get, if we're running late to get to school, kind of thing. As soon as time pressure is involved and I feel that little bit of stress, I, like, find that very hard to remain calm. I become super emotionally dysregulated and, like, Mm. really uptight and, like, not me. And so, yeah, yeah, I have noticed it. So, but I also just hadn't thought about that being linked. Um, But, yeah, so my cortisol was low, but not, like, it's not dire so they're very much like this is fine like we're going to be able to heal this it's not like you're in the pits of it so that's lucky to have caught that i suppose at this point yeah um so yeah that but, uh, but all so many different test results like my thyroid was showing now that i've got low t3 and i've never had that test result before mhm um yeah so i've begun all of the supplements and you know what i feel like It's not just supplements that they've prescribed. They've also prescribed what they call like pantry items. Mm -hmm, That's (laughs) cool. So just those sort of like, I guess you could say like superfood kind of additions that we can add to our life, like the bone broths of the world and like apple cider vinegar and psyllium husk and all that kind of stuff. And so because I've been so busy with the book over the last couple of weeks, I haven't actually had a chance to just like sit down and like really (laughs) integrate everything yet. So it's been a bit haphazard, but... It also kind of real made me realize like I really haven't been doing that kind of superfood stuff in a while.
2: Yeah. You know? I know Like I think, just, I think back as well and I'm like I did that so intensely when I was yeah. first diagnosed with PCOS. And then like I definitely incorporated still some into my life, but mm. it kind of like comes and goes. It's yes. not like, yeah, it's like I'm not cool. like really stuck on something for a long period of time like I was when I'm I was same. managing PCOS. So it would be interesting to see again, like how quickly those sort of things start to actually work, which I think will yeah. be quite vast.
1: I think so too. And I, I just, what I feel like right now is I'm in one of those intensive periods of healing. Yeah. You know, when you go yeah. through those, like I when you that. first got yes. diagnosed, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> um, like my thyroid has absolutely gotten away from me. Like it is very much like worse than I would like it to be. And so this is very much a healing period and I'm excited about it. Like super excited about it. Yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. I feel like I can't wait to see what happens. And I feel like it's already started.
2: How good (laughs) is that? Well, we can't wait to follow along. I I kind of like, sounds bad, but I kind of love when, you know, someone like, well, you particularly or someone who's close to me is in this phase because Mm. I feel like even myself, like once you know someone's really committed, like that's a, that becomes your priority, right? Like is yes. the healing yeah. rather than sort of everything else happening around the healing, which mm. is I feel like what a lot of people end up in, which is what I feel like I'm in now. Like I, I sort of manage my PCOS around the rest of my life because I'm at a point where I can, whereas there was a time mm. in my life where PCOS it was, yes, yeah, it was the yeah. focus. Like that was like everything. It was everything I thought about, which almost was too much. I think yeah. if like I had to go through that process again, like I'd know how to dial it down a little bit. And yeah. I also think having kids in the picture would change it well, anyway. Yes. <laughs> Cause you know, no longer do you have that time or energy. Um, no. <laughs> but but yeah, like it'll be really cool to see you, because I feel like you knowing you knowing what you know and then obviously getting the mm. support and guidance that you're getting, it's just gonna probably be quite rapid results.
1: Yeah, I feel that entirely. It's very much like. You know, obviously, I'm always, like, eating well and I'm always, mm. like, caring about my health. This is what we do. Like, it's always there. But this is just, like, I feel like I'm really deep diving right now and I have shifted attention to it, like a mm. real good t- chunk of attention to it, and that feels, yeah. Good. Very good.
2: Yay! Well, stay tuned. <laughs> absolutely.
1: Absolutely. As a big thank you for listening to our little podcast and for being a part of our very special PCOS Girls community, we've created a discount code that you guys can use for any of our products. Head to PCOSToWellness.com for Bridget's products or PCOSPathways.com for my products and enter in the code PCOSGirls15 for 15% off. That's PCOSGIRLS15. Love you guys. Okay, so hormones, signs your hormones are struggling. Well, mm. you could just look at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, this is what, what, like, it's so good to be able to notice these signs, though, yeah. and then begin to, like, really respect that message from your body 100%. and listen to it. And, yeah, even what you just said, like, being so excited about, like, when you know someone who's really starting on a healing journey, I feel that way about my fertility clients too. Like it's so exciting. I'm like, you're getting all this information and like you're just beginning this like incredible journey Mm. and they're all so passionate about it. And I feel like when you get really attuned to your body and you can pick up on those messages from your body, like what we're going to share with you today, I feel like it's just such a mentality shift. Oh, 100%. Because, yeah, you kind of go from being like, oh, I don't feel great or whatever, but then being like, oh, there's these really clear signs that I'm actually not doing great internally and Mm. you can begin to piece it together and understand it and um, pay attention to it. And I just feel like once you make that mentality shift, it's big.
2: (laughs) Oh, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah, it's exciting. But anyway, we're going to do some. Um, Do you want to start? Sure.
1: Um, Okay, I'm going to say... A big one. I think Mm. that we see a lot. I see it almost with every client that I see, and that is difficulty with sleep. Mm. Um, Difficulty falling to sleep is just such a huge one. And having like high cortisol in the evenings Mm. can be a really big part of the picture on that one. Um, But it just has this really big flow on effect with um, insulin sensitivity. So not getting enough sleep can reduce your insulin sensitivity. Yeah. Um, And insulin sensitivity and cortisol are really linked as well. And it kind of becomes a bit of a vicious cycle. Um, Plus, if you're not getting enough sleep, then you already probably feel a bit fatigued the next day. But having insulin resistance also makes you feel fatigued. And so it all just kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think one of the like, simpler, we're not, we're definitely not going into like solutions for all of these today, yeah. but I do just want to mention on this one that I think one of the biggest things I've seen a shift in both in my family, but also with my clients has been introducing morning sunlight mm. and it has like had some incredible results with my clients in terms of them having like years and years of not being able to get to sleep at night to now just falling asleep at night easily.
2: That's crazy.
1: <laughs> just by getting some morning sunlight, like early in the day. So
2: that's anyway, amazing. Yeah. That's so amazing though. I love that. Oh, how good. <laughs> All right. Let's um, go one for one. Okay. All right. I want to do this one because I, I was just saying it to you before and you're like, oh, that's a good one. Mm. Um, It's so having like a puffy or really swollen face, which if you're in the PCOS world, you might've seen it being referred to as moon face. Maybe I hate that. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> I hate the. I it, moon face. Like I want to be called a moon face, but, I, but as soon as I heard but it, I was I, like, <laughs> I know exactly what I can picture it. Do you know why? Because I, I suffered from this and I desperately want to try and dig up a photo of when this was happening to me. It was when I, again, like early stages of my PCOS diagnosis, coming off the pill. Like if you look at photos of me, my face is so puffy mm-hmm. and round. It's quite bizarre. Like it's mm. quite insane. And I really want to see cause I don't really, I have, I've naturally got like quite big cheeks, but the rest of my face is, I don't know, like not that super puffy. But if you see photos of me, I like I look like a puffed up puffer fish, like it's quite wild. And, um, the, the reason that this can actually happen is it's due to again, cortisol. So it's a Really common sign of having high cortisol. Some you might have heard of Cushing syndrome. It's mm-hmm. actually the in the same vein as that. Um, so basically, if your adrenal glands are releasing too much cortisol, they're unable to regulate your blood pressure properly and also your inflammatory response. And as a result of that. Your body actually has a really hard time of keeping your blood vessels functioning properly, which is going to lead to that swelling and that sort of puffy appearance around your face. And it can also um, spread down to your shoulders as well.
1: Mm. Did you say not enough cortisol? I sort I, I of. No, no, no. It's a sign much. of high cortisol. High cortisol. Yeah. Okay. Definitely
2: too much Sorry. cortisol. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's super interesting. I always knew that you could have like a puffy face. From underactive thyroid, but mm. I actually did not realize that cortisol link. That's so interesting.
2: Mm. Yep. Okay. Anyway.
1: All right. Low libido. I think yes. this is a big one. I people think don't think people, I think people just think that that's like almost like an emotional thing or a mental thing, but it can totally be a hormonal thing. Yeah. Um, low estrogen can cause a low libido. Low iodine, which I guess that's actually not a hormone. My bad. <laughs> but low <laughs> iodine is linked in with. Uh, low thyroid. And so to me, it's very linked. Um, but low iodine um, and low testosterone as well, which probably isn't much of a um, problem in our community. But um, yeah, they can all cause a low libido. So if you have a low libido, I think like you can investigate that a little further just to see mm. if there's maybe something more at play.
2: Yeah, um, definitely. Internally, yeah. And also, like, I guess, contrary to that is. A lot of people with PCOS who have really high testosterone can actually go the other way.
1: That's so true.
2: And have really, really high sex drives because they have this Mm. testosterone like pulsating through their bodies. So if you have like all of a sudden have this huge spike in libido that seems bizarre, like really out of character for you, it could also be because of the testosterone.
1: So interesting, isn't it? It's so interesting. We can't <laughs> win. It's
2: like <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, anyway. But yes, yeah, so it's like sort of you're looking out for one thing, but it really could be the other thing. But yeah, yeah, I mean, either really low or really high libido is going to be an indication that something is going on for sure. Yep. All right, I've got one. Uh, again, I've tried to go for ones that maybe are lesser known, but digestive issues. I feel mm. like we kind of all know like a lot of people are suffering from digestive issues, but we're not really linking it to hormones. But our hormones influence our gut function so much. Like they're so instrumental in what happens in our microbiome and also that bacterial system in our intestines. So if we have any sort of hormonal imbalance going on, it can actually impact the function and also the like population of the good bacteria in our gut, which can lead to things like bloating, constipation, diarrhea, nausea. Like all of those things can be actually linked back to hormonal imbalances, but we're sort of seeing it really obviously with our gut. So it's definitely one to look out for if you have been like a chronic sufferer of gut health stuff, like look at your hormones. It could really be linked really, really highly likely. There's some hormonal imbalance stuff going on there too.
1: Mm. And it's such a two-way street too. Like once the gut is not operating well, it also (laughs) has an impact on your hormones in so many different ways. And totally, um, like all your hormones, even like your gut creates 95% of your serotonin, which is one of mm. your happy hormones. So um, if that's out, then it can cause mental health issues like oh, everything. depression.
2: Depression. Yeah, uh, that's the other thing I was going to mention was like the anxiety and depression that can be linked to your mm. gut health is like crazy. And a lot of people don't ever make that connection. Whereas when you see people who actually work on their gut health, one of the first things they notice is that anxiety and depression sort of lift, which is insane. Yeah, fully.
1: Well, that's part of why, like I say, I'm feeling really good and it might be part of my <laughs> treatment because yeah. I'm doing so much gut healing right now. Um, And so
2: I just feel like that's so linked. Well, mm. we know that it is. We know it is. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, I've got one here, which is having no appetite in the morning. Mm. This is so common and I feel like it's such a, uh, it's sort of It's not controversial or anything, but it's just, it's messy because, Mm. you know, There's, I feel like for a long time, it's been almost like a thing of pride to be like, yeah, I don't really feel hungry in the morning. Like, I just have a coffee and go to work. I'm not really hungry till 10 o'clock. Like, because we're all so afraid of being bigger and we're all so afraid of like having an appetite and wanting to eat because of our society and the way that, you know, we're conditioned to like think about food in our bodies. We think that having a low appetite is a good thing, mm. but it's really can be a sign of um hormonal imbalance. I mean the biggest part of it is that it it's a, can be a sign of a slow metabolism and and thyroid issues, thyroid mm. hormone issues. so if you don't have an appetite in the morning, definitely um consider having a look at that um at your thyroid um but it also can be to do with insulin resistance and leptin leptin's another hormone. It's a hormone that I don't understand too fully, but um it's to do with um our appetite and what's making us feel hungry or not feeling hungry. So it can be a bit of leptin resistance or leptin um dysregulation as well.
2: Mm. Yeah, so interesting. Mm. Oh man, so many things here. <laughs> I want to do one that again, is relevant to me. That's why I want to talk about it. It's mm-hmm. kind of like to do with obviously skin and hair. So like acne and hair loss. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know they're really well known ones, but mm-hmm. if you're experiencing anything to do with your skin and your hair, it could even be in the form of like, um, like dermatitis, dandruff, perioral dermatitis. Like all of those things are actually, again, linked to hormonal imbalances that we don't often talk about, I feel like dandruff is a massive one. So many people are suffering with dandruff. And this is, you know what's so crazy is I think back to when I was a teen and I always had dandruff, always. Like it was like this real big issue for me was always having dandruff and mom would just buy me like head and shoulders, super toxic crap. And I would use it and it would go away, but it was essentially just suppressing it all. But I'm like, how interesting to think back and think that I actually had That is a symptom back then, but just never correlated it to it. But So true. Me too.
1: I've never really thought about that. It's
2: so interesting when you Mm. think back to those things like that you've had your whole life and never really linked them. But that's one. But otherwise, acne is obviously a huge one. And um, we know that's often to do if you've got PTSD with the androgens and those sort of male hormones floating around your system that are really going to affect your skin sebum production. Um, and that can also not only can it cause pimples, but it can cause the dermatitis and like all of that kind of stuff happening. And the same with the hair loss. Again, that can, it actually can be thyroid, um, abnormalities as well, but mm-hmm. a lot of it is going to be due, due to the androgens as well. So there's just like so many reasons. It could be <laughs> even like having really dry hair is another one or brittle nails. Like mm. all of those things can be linked back. Yeah. And again, it can be, could be thyroid stuff, could be PCOS stuff, but again, hormones, like it's all hormone related.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I've been pregnant, I get the most beautiful, strong nails. Yes. My hair's always so luscious. So I crazy, think, isn't My it? whole life I've had the weakest nails, like they're so bendy yep. and like... I, I don't want to say brittle because brittle like, cr- like gives an idea of like firmness or something. Mine are just like bendy and soft.
2: <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I've, I used to have the same, like I, still to this day, like one of my nails are one of those things that I've never had long nails. Like I've never looked at my nails and been like, I've got right. gorgeous long nails, except for when I've been pregnant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But I feel like being pregnant, it's like, oh, is this what normal nails should feel like? Is this mm. what it's meant to be? That's what I always think. And And then it always goes away.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Sisterhood Tea. Hi, guys. It's Bridget Warren, the founder of PCOS to Wellness and creator of Sisterhood Tea. Sisterhood Tea is a powerful blend of herbs that has been specifically created by me to help other women like me who may be experiencing the many frustrating symptoms of PCOS and other hormonal imbalances which affect so many women. Every ingredient in sisterhood is 100% natural and has a purpose. And most importantly, the ratio of each herb has been carefully weighed out to ensure the perfect amount is added into each bag to make it an easy and accessible way for you to manage your symptoms every day. And don't worry, I promise it tastes nice too. Sisterhood Tea is a powerful holistic alternative and is suitable for all women, but has been specifically designed to help support women who may be experiencing symptoms of PCOS and other hormonal imbalances, women who've been on the contraceptive pill or are coming off the contraceptive pill, problematic skin conditions such as acne and dermatitis, fertility issues, weight management, hair loss and hirsutism, moodiness, bloating and menstrual cramps, and of course, regulating the menstrual cycle. Sisterhood Tea is 100% natural, organically grown where possible, vegan, and hand-blended and packaged in Australia. The results and hundreds of testimonials for Sisterhood Tea are honestly just incredible. And some of the most inspiring stories include clearing up stubborn acne, growing back hair loss regulating their period and even successful pregnancies after years of trying everything else. We call them our little sisterhood babies. So if you want to find out more about sisterhood tea or read some more of the amazing testimonials, head over to pcos2wellness.com where I ship worldwide. Yeah, crazy. Uh, Did you have any others you want to add?
1: Yeah. So um, PMS, mm. um, you know, obviously a little bit of that is something that we can, I, there is a hormonal shift that's happening in that lead up to getting your period. And so it makes sense that there can be like a little bit of something going on there. But a lot of us are feeling it very extremely or like quite intensely and consistently. Um, and that can be a sign that there's something going on for sure. So like high estrogen. Mm-hmm. Um is a, is a big one there, but there's, yeah, there's quite a lot of shifts that happen in that week. So even having um, um, insulin resistance can cause an issue with PMS because our like in, in the week leading up to getting your period, your blood sugar levels naturally drop. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we already have insulin resistance, this can kind of exacerbate things because um, like the cells are already finding it hard to uptake glucose. And then in that week before you get your period, you're actually you've got less glucose happening. So um, yeah, that can be causing all kinds of PMS symptoms, but a lot of the like cravings and things that can happen in that week leading up and like wanting to eat more and stuff can be Mm. a bit of a sign of insulin resistance. And also serotonin. So um, our serotonin levels naturally drop in the week leading up to our period as well. Uh, Serotonin is like a a mood hormone. Um, So if you're feeling like really low moods come on in that week leading up, it could be that you've already got a bit of low serotonin happening. And so that natural drop that happens is making it just so low that you're just feeling quite terrible. So serotonin is a funny one for testing because you can't really just like have a blood test for serotonin. But um there's this like questionnaire that you can do. Have you ever done this? No. I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but there's this questionnaire that you can do and it's legit. Like it's used by psychologists and things. Right. And it's just a series of strange questions. <laughs> and based on the answers, they can kind of figure out what um neurotransmitters or happy hormones that are used in like in our brain for yeah. like, mental health and sleep and mood. Um, they can kind of tell which ones might be low and they can tell like quite significantly. Like it spits out, you know, it looks like you have a 50% reduction in GABA and like a 30% wow. reduction of serotonin. What? Yeah. Yeah.
2: That is crazy. I, I know. And What's then. What's it um, called?
1: Do you know what the test is called? I'm just trying to remember. I just, I haven't done it for years and years. Um, I'll write it down and then I'll link it in our show notes. Okay. Link to some kind of article about it. Yeah.
2: That would be cool. Let me just
1: make Okay, um, yeah, and then based off that, I mean, psychologists are going to use some um, different um, like antidepressants and things like based on that information, but other practitioners like functional medicine practitioners, they can use amino acids and stuff like that to help you actually specifically build those happy hormones that are missing.
2: Mm, interesting. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, I know yeah. we have to wrap it up, but there was just a couple yes. of others I want to mention. So yes. fatigue and brain fog. Mm -hmm. massive ones. Again, I personally suffered like brain fog was just such a big one for me. Did you have much brain fog?
1: Oh, it's one of my biggest symptoms. And it's one that hit me hard this year when my Hashimoto's flared up. Like so hard. I don't think I've ever
2: had it this bad. It's so debilitating. Like it's (laughs) so debilitating in a way where it just, it affects your like day-to-day life Yeah, in that you kind of just like, why don't I know that? Or like, why can't I remember that? Or And it seemed so simple, but I just remember, I remember so vividly, it was like early stages of starting one of my businesses. Also at the same time that I was dealing with, you know, had come off the pill, was dealing with PCOS really badly. And I was sitting in a meeting and I just could not remember anything that I want to say to this person that I was really trying to impress because it was a a big, important business meeting. And I walked out being like, what's happening to me? Like, this isn't Mm. me. I I felt silly. I felt dumb. I felt like I couldn't do what I knew so well inside and out. And it was because of the brain fog and the fatigue that I was experiencing. And it's just one of those things, again, that I think a lot of people suffer with in silence and don't know that it's even related to hormonal stuff that might be going on. And then you get so used to it because you've had it for so long. You just think that's who you are.
0: Yeah. And all and of a sudden it clears you, and you're like, yeah, Oh,
2: I am. I'm, yeah. I actually do remember things. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. It'll happen. I, it'll actually I, I really
1: understand what you mean. Cause like the thing I was going to say about it is it kind of makes you feel bad about yourself. Like, yes. it, you know, it gets, it gets me down. Like mm-hmm. one of the things that I really struggle with is like, I genuinely struggle to remember yesterday, like yeah, the day right. before, like I will be like, what do we do on the weekend? And it, like, yeah. it just, it's it takes me a minute. And sometimes it's really hard. Like sometimes mm. it's really hard for me to remember. And so that's not a good feeling at all. Like no, it's kind it's of
2: scary. Scary, yeah. yeah. It is scary. And yeah. you're it's kind of like, thyroid. I know I should know this. Yeah, <laughs> it's thyroid. Really thyroid. It is. Yeah, oh, for sure. And I think a lot of people, when they come off the pill, they experience it quite a lot as well. That's definitely when I was experiencing it the most. But there's just, yeah, another really big one to look out for is that brain fog and also the fatigue that just like constantly yeah. feeling tired. And it's sort of like you, you wake up tired, you know what I mean? Like you've slept yes. all night and you wake up tired. Like that was yeah. a really big indicator to me. I'm like, I've literally slept 12 hours and I'm still yeah. exhausted. So yeah. something is going on there. And then I did touch on this before was that anxiety and depression, Oh, it's just it's just so prevalent in people who are dealing with whole, you know, hormonal imbalances and PCOS, I think is a huge one. And there's actually been a recent study, I don't know if you saw this, about the effect of estrogen receptors on the brain. And no. basically the study found that um that the estrogen calms uh, your fear response and mm-hmm. and can really reduce your anxiety. So if your estrogen is low, you might really struggle mm-hmm. to deal with anxiety, or you might find your anxiety is heightened, which I think is really interesting. Wow. So again, it's very another,
1: validating for me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I've just always got low estrogen and it's always been like, cause I'm breastfeeding. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it really has that effect on me. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's another reason why I'm feeling a bit better because I stopped breastfeeding. And so oh. maybe, yeah, that shift is happening as well. <laughs> that's great. Did I tell you Willa
2: just weaned?
1: I literally wanted to ask if you were breastfeeding still. I'm like, I haven't heard you talk about it in
2: ages. When did that happen? Well, she sort of like, it was <laughs> quite amazing, really. She sort of just like one day just never asked me for boobie. And I was like, okay. And then, um, so that was about two months ago. Wow. But I, in my head, I kind of was like, oh, but she might ask for it tomorrow. I was sort of just, because she'd sort of oh, gone, yeah, yeah. where she really started to wean was barley. because I think she was right. so busy and we had... You know, so much going on and we were having later nights. So she was getting home and just falling asleep rather than like needing to be breastfed to bed and all that kind of stuff. So, and then I think she got home and she was just so out of routine that it just sort of like just happened. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, what? Wow. And I haven't spoken about it at all. I haven't even jumped onto Instagram or anything to talk about it, but you just reminded me then. And it was just such a really natural, easy process. That's so nice. That's I know. awesome. You've had that with both your kiddos. They've both self I did. They both yeah. were like, we're oh, done. But do you know what's so funny is last week, Willa goes to me, "Booby," And I was like, Are you saying booby?" <gasps> She's like, "Booby." Oh. And I was like, "What? I thought you'd forgotten about that." But I think she just said she was like looking at me like I know this means something, but I don't know what this means. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, do, would would
1: you do it if she asked for it? Or do you Oh, think look, if out? she
2: was like desperate and like pulling my top down, which is what she used to do, I would yep. probably do it, but I don't right. think there'd be much. It's like, I think she'd have to get my milk going again. Yeah. I actually, this is so off topic, but like two days ago, I was like, don't wonder if I do have any milk in there. So I <laughs> <laughs> and this in the shower and I had a little squeeze and there was some, but like yep. very minimal. Like it was <laughs> yeah. like colostrum vibes. <laughs> yeah. I've honestly done the same. <laughs> Just like like, is, there? <laughs> is there anything in here? This so oh, funny. Did you
1: go through a hormonal shift? Like, yeah. So anything? I definitely,
2: yeah. I feel like I actually went through like a plateau really. Like I almost went down because it was, I think you lose all those happy hormones that you mm-hmm. get as well with breastfeeding. Yeah. Um, but I kind of feel like I'm coming out the other side now and I feel like my energy is starting to slowly increase. Cause so I think my body almost wasn't sure if I'd finished as well. Mm-hmm. So it's probably been holding on to it a little bit. Um, but yeah, like I definitely feel like I'm starting to get a little bit more energy, which is quite interesting. Like even the, waking up in the morning and feeling a bit more energized. Yeah, cool. Um, so maybe that. But then I also feel like in winter I find it really hard to get out of bed. So it could also <laughs> it could also be just winter that's really killing me. Um, but yeah, anyway, I don't know. It's sort of chuck that in, unrelated. Sorry. guys. Yes. No, no,
1: no. So fine.
2: It- well, I enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would like to keep talking about it, but we should definitely leave it there. Mm. Um, thank you so much for listening, everyone. I think, I don't think I had anything else to say on this. What about you?
2: No, I'm good. No, you're good? <laughs> okay.
1: Um, well, have a good week, everyone. And have thank you again to week. Bianca for the amazing review.
2: <laughs> and also everyone else who has, we have so of many course. amazing reviews. And so um, Mel just wanted to pick that one out because it really sold us. I feel like it really
1: did. <laughs> yeah, it did didn't it?
2: But we would so appreciate any more reviews. It keeps us course, going. It yes. keeps us motivated. And the other thing it does is it really helps to bump up our, is it our rating in the, how does it work with the like if people leave good reviews, I think um, Honestly, the algorithm think like bumps algorithms. it up. Yeah, yeah, it like bumps it up because it's like people like this. So essentially it, it helps us keep this going and going out to more people. And that's yeah. the whole aim of this. So if you want to help us out there, we'd so appreciate it. And the other thing we're loving is like when you guys tag us, when you're listening to mm. it, or even just sending us messages on Instagram, we really appreciate it as well. But look, even just listening to the podcast, guys, we appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone, see you later. Thank Bye. you. Bye.